praying about what the Lord would have me to speak on today. And uh, the Lord spoke something direct to me. And he said, remind my people to obey my troops. Remind my people to obey my troops. You know, there's many people that could share that I love the Lord. But they won't obey His troops. Many people will go to church Sunday after Sunday hear teaching and preaching of God's Word. But they won't obey His troops. Many people may even, you know, give in their offerings and even share their tithes week after week. But they won't obey His truth. See, when you start obeying the truth of God, you start living right. <laughs> you are in a right relationship when you start obeying, not just hearing, but obeying His truth. Some people don't want to hear the truth. Now, when you go to the courts of the land, if someone is on trial, Either the truth will lock you up or it'll set you free. <laughs> and if I'm not guilty, I want somebody to come forward with the truth Amen. to help me be on my side that I'm not guilty. Amen. You ever been accused of something that you're not guilty of? Okay. You need someone, as the scripture says, that a witness of two is what the Bible says. The witness of two shall establish something. For it says it shall establish a thing. Have a witness. I didn't do it. Get accused of something. You're not guilty. You hope that someone will come forward with the truth. Do they have any know-abouts of it whatsoever? But there's one sure thing. God knows the truth and nothing but the truth. There's been some people that has been put away that didn't have enough witnesses to prove that they were not guilty. So they put them away. Give them a sentence. But those that had enough witnesses to say, we know about this and they're not guilty. And this is why. We've got evidence. See, the truth about God's word is it's evidence. It's evidence for us to live by. It ain't once upon a time. It's the truth life that we now live. I told someone this past week I was talking with, I said, 
You can't find anything in life that you will experience, that you will go through, but what you can't find it in the Bible. Whatever you go through in life, you'll find some application in the Bible that can help you. That someone has gone through some sickness. You know, we have a lot of times that we'll have in the New Testament, they'll talk about a sickness. Mm -hmm. They got healed of sickness and disease. And it don't label what that sickness was or what that disease was. Some applications will give us what the disease was. They was crippled or blind or what have you, you know, lame or couldn't hear or so forth. But whatever we face in this life, we can turn to God's Word and find application to help us. So God just simply wants His people to obey His truths. Because we're getting closer to the latter end. We're on the latter end, church. We're closer to Christ's coming than ever before. And as Peter said, it could be one day away. <laughs> or it could be a thousand years away. I don't think so, but uh, to what I read in the Scripture and see the things that's fulfilled because we're too close on the threshold of the Lord coming. I believe. But all the things that people say, oh, you know, we've heard it. Like Peter was told in his writing, since the day our fathers fell asleep, we've heard all this. He's coming. He's coming. Where is this coming? Well, he could come today. Or he could come tomorrow. When everything's ready, he's going to come. Amen. Amen. And when the Father looks over to the Son and says, Son, it's time for your bride. Go get it. <laughs> All things are prepared. Praise Amen. the Lord. We had two families this week. Brother Curtis, Sister Carol, Sister Lane, they had both of them had granddaughters that were married this weekend. But there's coming a marriage. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Praise and the Lord. And I want to be there. Be in. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just be on looking. I want to be participating in yes. that marriage. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. I want to be participating in it. Not a gazer looking on. Amen. But be a participant in that marriage. Obey the truth. The word truth can have a lot of descriptions that we can speak of. Talk about truth. You're saying something that there's no doubt. This is it. If I tell you something, that is true. There's not another word. And the thing about truth is, is it doesn't change if it's true. How many was ever told by your parents when you were young, coming up, you better not tell me a lie. I'll find out about it. You better tell me the truth. Because if you tell me a lie, my mama would tell me more so than my dad would tell us. Said, you're going to have to tell another one to cover it up. Amen. And said, it won't take long. We'll catch you in your words and we'll know the truth. 
Well, we got pretty convinced as time went on. We got over. Tell the truth. <laughs> Even if it hurts, tell the truth. Amen. I did it or so-and-so did it, and that settles it. And I don't have to remember. That's the thing I like about preaching the gospel. I can share the truth and don't have to stand up here and apologize. Oh, I'm sorry to have to share this with you. Just keep apologizing. I'm making no apologies for the Word of God. <coughs> and the Word of God will speak for itself. But I'm glad to be just one messenger speaking what thus saith the Lord. But the Lord told me, He said, Remind my people to obey the truth. I said, Okay, Lord. I'll see what I can scratch up in your word. You just inspire me what you want me to share, and I'll do what I can. So I got a title, Obeying the Truth. Obeying the Truth. The truth means certainty. Certainty. You've heard the old saying, I told the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Boy, we had every minister in the pulpit today that claims to be preaching the gospel that would make that statement and stand true to it. Yes. We might have more going on in the pew. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I said we might have more going on in the pew. Praise Amen. the Lord. They have more altar services <laughs> than what we're seeing. Amen? Amen. Amen. Some people don't think they need the altar anymore. Well, if you don't have one at home and you don't use one at church, when do you have an altar? When do you have an altar time? When is it? The truth is something that's sure and it's something that's right. Praise the Lord. It is indeed so. It is indeed. In John 18 and 38, old Pilate the governor said unto Jesus, he said, what is truth? What is truth? And Jesus answered that. What is truth? Sometimes people will ask you, well, what is the truth? I've been witnessing talking to people at times and sharing something and then they'll say, well, Brother Knox, what is really the truth? And I said, here, let's just look into God's perfect Word. We can settle that right now because it'll tell you the same thing it tells me. I don't know the people I've made that statement to through the years that I've witnessed to and shared God's Word with. But what is true anyway? What are we to believe? I remember many years ago, Brother M.A. Thomason retired and we were selecting a new general overseer for the church. And uh, some people said, well, Brother Knox, what are we going to do? And we were praying for a new general overseer. And I said, well, we're going to hold to the truth. I had quite a few pastors at, at that time that called and talked with me. Not that I was a theologian or uh, such a knowledgeable Bible scholar by any means, but I just uh, kept things simple. But not what we're going to do. I said, well, we're going to pray for who the Lord wants to put in as our 
New General Overseer is what we're going to do. Amen. We're going to pray God's will is what we're going to do. Amen. We're going to ask for His guidance through the Holy Ghost. Amen. And not get ourselves alarmed, but we're just going to look to God. Praise the Lord. He's in control of everything. We'll trust Him to help us. Jesus said in John 17 and 17, He said, Thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. What is the truth? Pilate said, He said, It's my word. It's my word. Praise the Lord. My word is the truth. Is your word today the truth? What you tell people today is your word the truth. The people know you as being a truthful person. They know you as they come to you asking you some advice or asking you to answer a question they got. That you'll tell them the truth. I've had people come to me through the years as being a pastor, minister, asking me certain things, and I said, Well, there again, let's just go to the Word and let me read it to you. <laughs> That's about as simple as I can get. <laughs> you know? Yeah, let's just, I want you to see it. Thus saith the Lord. young ruler, you know. Master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Keep the commandments. Oh, I've done those. He said, do you lack one thing? What's that? He said, go sell what you have give it to the poor. He went away sad. I've had people go away sad because I told them the truth. They didn't want to come to grips and repent and say, you know, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm in error. I've been believing a lie. I, I'm fixing to change as of right now. I'm fixing to change, praise the Lord. When you come in contact with the truth, it is the only thing that will set you free. Amen. Nothing else but the truth. Truth will set you free. In 2 Corinthians 13 and 8, the Apostle Paul made this statement. He said, For we can do nothing against the truth. I remember years ago when I read that scripture for the first time as a true believer of God. I had to stick with it for a while. Several days I thought on that passage of scripture. We can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. It don't matter what I try to do. If there's anything that I do that's against the word of God, I'm a liar. The truth's not in me. But the truth is in God's Word. I can't do anything against I can tell you, Brother Curly, it's okay for you to drink alcohol if you do it in your home. You don't bother anybody. But it's wrong. <coughs> Strong drink is raging. 
Those that partake of it are deceived thereby. If I don't share with you what the Word says, I've not told you the truth. I've lied to you. It's alright. You ain't bothering nobody. You can sit home and have you a few drinks. You ain't disturbing nobody. Causing no problems. Hurting no one or nothing. But you're hurting your soul. That's right. <coughs> you're hurting your own self. Mm -hmm. But if I tell you the truth, what the Word of God says about strong drink, then it's your choice. And if you go against what I've told you, then it's between you and God. And you're sinning against Him. You can be sitting in your home not sinning against me. You ain't done nothing against me, but you're sinning against Him. Amen. And He's the one you got the answer to. Not me. You got to answer to Him. If we believe that we got to answer to God and not to man. See, my preacher told me so and so it wasn't a sin. If the Word says it is, your preacher's a liar. He's a liar. The truth's not in him. He told you anything rather than what the Word said. It's contrary to the Word. And it's a lie. Paul said, you can't do nothing against the truth. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. You try. <clears throat> you just try to push yourself. Amen. As one man would say, you push your luck. It ain't going to do nothing for you. Right. You go ahead and push it. God ain't going to change. What he says will still stand. What his word says. Anything we do is going to be but for the truth. So if I do anything in error, I'm just revealing. God said, God said this would happen in my life if I refuse him. If I reject the truth, God said these things would happen and these things are visible in my life if I'm committing sin against him. Paul said to the Ephesians in the first chapter of Ephesians, verse 12 and 13, he said that we should be the praise, praise the Lord, of His glory. God wants us to be the praise of His glory. He wants us to live in a right relationship, a truthful relationship with Him to be the praise of His glory. Amen. He said, who first trusted in Christ. And whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth. After I heard God's word spoken and I began to put my trust in Him that very moment. To follow Him. To seek after Him. He said, I should be a praise of His word. Oh, praise the Lord. The Lord has delivered my soul from the bondage of sin. He has saved me yes. from the God of sin. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. He said, after you heard the word of truth, then he throws in the gospel of his salvation. Glory. You heard, Brother Larry, the gospel of his salvation. You heard about the deliverance of His salvation. Amen. Praise the Lord. The message of His deliverance. He said, In whom also after ye believed, 
He said, ye were sealed. Now some will take that and think that once I'm sealed, I'm sealed forever and I can go on and do as I please. That <laughs> I have a little liberty to sin here and there and do a few things, you know, because I'm sealed. I've been, I've been sealed. Once something's said, no, you better get the meaning of what His Word is proclaiming. He said, in all the getting to get what? Understanding. He said, you were stamped. You've been set to praise the Lord by His Holy Spirit and God's meaning and His means of marking us for His ownership. He stands. He set us to His own. That don't mean I can't pull away from it. Can't, that don't mean I can push away from it. Just because I've had the stamp, the seal of His approval, of giving Him ownership of my life to direct me, to help me, to walk in obedience to Him, to walk into through the means of His fulfillment for my life, don't mean I can't pull away. If I allow something to distract my interest and my love onto something else. Amen. Yep. He said, in whom you believe, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. The Lord the Lord wants us to receive the promise <clears throat> that He has for each of us. What is that promise, Brother Knox? That promise is life eternal. Yeah. Amen. We have the promise of life eternal. We have the promise that while we live here, we have the presence of His Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. His presence on this earth. And if we've been baptized with the baptism and fire of the Holy Ghost, we got more power for service while we're on this earth. But we have the promise of life eternal. Now, I don't have it. Some people can make a statement, well, we... I have, I've got eternal life. No, you have the hope of it. You don't have, it. You don't have ownership of it right now. Right. You're not in the presence of eternal life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have the promise of receiving eternal life. That's the promise we have. Amen. I got to be faithful to the end. You got to be faithful to the end. Right. For that promise to be fulfilled on God's part. For Him to keep His deal. His end of the deal for us. I got to be faithful to the end. Right. Amen. Amen. So do you. I've got that promise. Like I say, I promise to give to you 
you do this. So if it's on those conditions, then you've got to do it. So we've got to be faithful, he says, until the end. <laughs> and if I am, guess what? I've got it. I got it lit, praise the Lord. It's mine. It's yours, life eternal. Praise the Lord. We're rewarded with that because we're faithful to the end. Praise His name. Oh, church, we have evidence that we're God's adopted children. When we got the presence of His Spirit in our life, when His Spirit is settled on us and in us, then we have the evidence that we're God's children. Praise the Lord. I'm glad to be one of God's children this morning. Aren't you glad to be one of His adopted children? And that our redemption is real. It's not words that are spoken, but it's real, praise the Lord. I'm leaving of that redemption. Hallelujah. It's real when His Holy Spirit is present in our lives. People can recognize that. People can identify His Holy Spirit being in our lives. When His Spirit regenerates and renews, and He does, He does. His, His Spirit regenerates and renews, praise the Lord, us, delivering us. He's delivering us from the power of sin. Oh, hallelujah, delivering us from the power of sin. I can't do that myself. I can't set myself free from sin. If we could, we wouldn't need Him. If we could, His life was in vain for nothing. It don't mean anything. We save ourselves. We're God ourselves. No, we're not. We can't save ourselves. But He's delivering us from the power of sin. And He's giving us a consciousness of God. Praise the Lord. That He's our Heavenly Father. He's our Creator. Praise the Lord. And He's filling us with His Spirit through His truth. It's all coming about through His truths. What God says, that really is. What God tells you, what He tells me in His Word, that will He do. Praise the Lord. He's just wanting us to be hungry and thirsty for what He has. To receive it. Praise the Lord. To receive it. Glory to His name. And of course, when He's filling us with His Spirit through His truth, He's doing that for a means for us to be a witness. Praise the Lord. To be a witness for Him. That's what He wants us to be. Is a witness for Him. Praise His name. Yes, Lord. God, I thank You. The Apostle Paul is telling Timothy in 1 Timothy. <clears throat> chapter 2. Verse 3 and 4. He tells Timothy, he said, For this is good. So what I've been sharing with you, we can just, just make a little summation, just a small part here in this message. This is good. This is good and acceptable. What's good? When He regenerates us, when He renews us, when He delivers us, praise the Lord, when He's given to us, when He's filling us, praise the Lord, to be a witness for Him. 
Paul said, this is just good and acceptable. Praise the Lord. He said, in the sight of God our Savior. And verse 4, he said, who will have all men. I like that word, all men. Or I could just say, everyone. <laughs> Everybody. To be saved. And he said, to come to the knowledge of truth. You believe that's what he wants? I believe he wants every born again child of his. Everyone that calls their name a Christian. To be Christ-like. A follower, a seeker of him. To come to the knowledge of truth. If you feel like you're on some shaky drown or drown somewhere, come to the knowledge of truth. Get into the Word of God. Get into the Word of God. Be like you said in Timothy. 2 Timothy 2 15, where it said, Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Study his word. Get into the truth. Once you know the truth, there's nothing else. That settles it. It settles it. Once you understand the truth, that settles it right there. There's no more arguing, no more debating. Let's just sit down and let's come together and debate what God's word. I don't have to debate. I know the truth. Let's sit down and dialogue with God's word. It's the truth. We can read scripture to one another. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Dialogue with each other. It's the truth. And we take it and receive it and stand on it. I love the truth. I love it because it never changes. And I love it because I don't have to apologize as long as you stay with the truth. Right. But you get away from the truth and be careful. Yeah. You won't have to make a lot of apologies. <laughs> like, uh, oh, oh, I, yeah, I said that. You know, I, I didn't mean to say that yeah. about what you said, brother in the pulpit. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I just got a little happy there. <laughs> uh, I got a little spirited there and said, I should have said that, but you know, just don't pay that attention. Just disregard. That I'm speaking the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And you are. We should know the truth. So if someone asks us by reason of hope, this pearl we can share it with them. I can share what God says. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. That's one good thing about witnessing to people. You don't have to know all the Bible <laughs> to know where to turn to sometimes. Well, I don't have a good memory. Everything right where it's at, but if you're hanging here with me, let's open up God's Word and we'll find it. <laughs> we'll find it in here somewhere. Praise the Lord. We'll find the answer. God wants us to know the truth, don't he? He wants all of his children to know the truth and to live the truth. Not just know it in our minds, but in 
in our hearts. Live his truth. When some, <clears throat> some means comes along, you're being tempted or you're being tried. Satan's trying to divert you and trying to pull you away. He's trying to, to get your attention. You just follow the truth. Just use the truth to set you free. See what I'm saying? I can use the scripture like, well, the scripture says, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> the scripture says that I should love the Lord thy God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Praise the Lord. All of my body. Amen. We get tried, we just rely on his truth. And his truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. It won't just let me get bogged down in that till all of a sudden I find myself stuck in a hole. I got myself in a mess now. No, if you lean on the truth, it'll keep getting in that mess, keep you out of that hole. Amen. It it'll keep your feet on solid ground. It won't be sinking sand. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for truth. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord for all those ministers that have preached the truth of God's word, regardless. Regardless. One preacher used to say it. He said it quite often. Many times he preached. He said, "If it hair lifts the devil, tell the truth." I don't care what it does to him. I know it defeats him if I tell the truth. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to tell the truth. That's what Timothy. Timothy was being told by the apostle Paul. He said, "It's good to accept it. it is in the sight of God our Savior. He wants all men everywhere to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth." Of the truth. John wrote in 3 John verse 4, John said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Are you walking in the truth today? You're walking in the truth of God's word. John said, he said, I have no greater joy. He said, there's a lot of things that just, just blesses me. Causes my heart to rejoice. But he said, I have no greater joy than to hear. To hear that God's children. God's children. His people. Praise the Lord. Are walking in the truth. Praise the Lord. You know, if Pharaoh would have obeyed the truth of Moses and Abraham. In the fifth chapter of Exodus. He would, he would not have had the troubles and the problems that he brought upon himself and his nation. Upon him. In the fifth chapter of Exodus, verse 1 and 2, it said, Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, said, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Is that not what gospel preaching is today? Thus saith the Lord. Listen, this is the Lord. Let my people go. 
That was simple. Pharaoh, all you got to do is let God's people go. Take off, remove whatever, all the restraints, and say, go. He said that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, who's the Lord? Who's the Lord? That I should obey his voice to let Israel go. He said, I know not the Lord. Neither will I let Israel go. Oh, if he would have just took the truth for what was said. He'd have just done that. He'd have saved himself a lot of hardships, a lot of heartaches, a lot of destruction that happened in the land of Egypt. And to his own household, he had a lot of destruction. If people would just listen and obey what thus saith the Lord, what his truths proclaim to us, would save a lot of heartaches, would save a lot of troubles and problems that come into people's lives, come into their homes and their families. Lord, if we would just hear your word and obey.